0: yeah no worries no stress at all i know it's a crazy time with just everything going on no stress
1: (laughs) um i so i'm i'm super excited because i actually just watched your ted talk yesterday amazing Um, and then you posted something this um i guess today on your instagram that i would like to bring up with you if that's okay yeah of course special guest today is DJ Bianca Lee she is a DJ in Toronto and I am asking her a bunch of questions about how she transitioned from a career in finance to being this like creative as a DJ and you know she also has this networking for women called soul service Sundays and now I'm going to be asking her about something that she posted on Instagram that I'm like, I'm so excited to talk about. Um, So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks for
0: having me. I'm excited to be here. When you mentioned that you, I think, were with Sherry, um, and you connected about Sunday School Service, I was excited to that that, that connection was made. And so, um, Yes. Hello. I'm Bianca Lee and I like to call myself a creative entrepreneur because I wear different hats. Um, I'm a DJ, strategist, founder, um, and speaker. And so I do multiple things. Um, My passion really is to help um, understand and explore the connection of oneself and the connection with others. And um, what you kind of just explained, I'm, I'm a founder of Sunday Soul Service, which is a space that was curated to help women um, fill their cup first and and yeah i'm excited to be here
1: i'm I, just listening to you kind of introduce yourself and talk about more of the um endeavors that you're working on has me now just like giddy with <laughs> a bunch of, like there's something like, just you talking about what you're doing and why you're doing it like saying that the soul sunday service is for women to feel um, empowered and to make sure that they fill their own cup first is is something that I don't do often. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am so happy that there's a a space that you've created for women to feel safe and to feel like they're they're seen and they're heard and and allows them to take that time for themselves without feeling like, you know, without feeling guilty about it.
0: Absolutely, and and the other part, the other big part that I I probably should have mentioned is that um, the space was, was was created to also help women disconnect from um, the hustle um, and reconnect with themselves. And so what that means is, the the experiences are all phone free, device free, um, and that was important because um, I think a lot of times we people glamorize the hustle, and you know the busyness and um, as women, I think we need that space just for ourselves um, to kind of fill our cup. I think I think as women we're naturally more nurturing so we can tend to forget to do that. And so that's that, That's the other big part of, of, of this kind of um, endeavor to, to help women kind of reconnect with themselves too.
1: Yeah, no, and that's, I think that's so cool too that you've paid so much attention to the detail of why you want this to or sorry, like how you want it to work for women um, where you've even taken away, you know, having their phone and their devices with them. And I think that's that's I, I think a lot of people, at least in my perspective and for myself, it's very yeah. difficult for me not to have my phone near me, right. but I can stay off of it. Right. Um, and just the moments where I don't even touch my phone, I feel so much more liberated. And when I go back to my phone and see nothing on it, I don't. At least when I was younger, I felt sad because I was like, well, no one's talking to me. and I don't have any of these likes on my photos, but now it's almost like a sigh of relief that I don't have any sort of responsibility that I left behind.
0: Oh my gosh. I feel you. Honestly, like I, I can't remember where I took this away from, but um, I, th- I think it might've been like a, a healing session that I was doing with someone where I was the person being healed. Okay. So <laughs> um, um, the practitioner mentioned, she's like, i feel like you should um give yourself like three hours every week to be your your almost like your sacred time to yourself and that means turn off your phone or put it on do not disturb and just use that those three hours just for yourself and so i've been doing that like once a week and it has honestly like changed me like it's when you i i I resonate when you said let The fact that you know when you don't see any notifications it makes you feel good it it does because we're like just so hyper connected especially also with like covid and everything Mm -hmm. i feel like everyone is just like so we're just like we're forced to be on our phone because that's our form of connection but i think taking those breaks is so important
1: yeah absolutely and and i think especially at least for me again in in toronto um it's almost rewarded being so incredibly busy all the time
0: yep totally
1: Um, so it's it's funny that you know um we've come to a point where it's it's like it, it feels so nice to not be um notified of anything for like even five minutes of the day because you're constantly getting barraged by emails and texting and you know even social media if you don't turn it off you get notifications for someone following you yes um so it that's that's it's really nice to hear that that's the reason or one of the reasons why you created sunday soul service um but before i get into it because i am very excited to, to ask you this question you put up um a piece of text on your instagram today from a book i'm assuming you're reading um and there's a part of it where you underlined i read the entire text like all of the paragraph that you uh screenshotted yes it says how do you feel yourself and then you underlined in the deepest sense you free yourself by finding yourself and then again you underlined you are the one who notices these things can you elaborate to why you underline those things sure okay so
0: the first one was you free yourself when you find yourself
1: yes and
0: I believe that the more we can get to know um, ourselves from a deeper perspective when it comes to like our trauma, our, our pain, kind of what we've gone through, when we start to understand and uncover those things, we start to free ourselves. I think like in order to um find ourselves we have to do like a lot of really messy work
1: mm-hmm. um
0: and so that really resonated with me I, I underlined that because I'm on this journey right now where I'm like I feel like I'm like basically I don't say like finding myself but it's kind of that like I'm finding myself but at the same time I'm like returning to myself and I'm actually part of this course right now that's like all about like returning to self because at the end of the day like we we don't like not to say we don't need to find ourselves but we need to kind of like return to who we are because a lot of times we are just like um inundated with so much information so much conditioning so much pressure from external sources that we don't even know who we are and at least for me like i feel like i'm just um peeling back so many layers of conditioning and junk that like I'm not to say I'm not even close to freeing myself but I I know that finding myself will mean uncovering and excavating like all the all this crap in order to get to like what I want myself and like get to know myself better.
1: Right no I I, everything you just said I was like I feel so much of this and it, it feels nice to have someone. Articulate that because, like the, the the very phrase that you said that you feel like you're coming back to yourself is something that I'm also learning. Um, for a while, I, I think it's it's a process and it's a journey even to get there, and then to go through it is the process and journey as well.
0: Oh um, yes,
1: and and the the amount of growth is so painful because I am. Finding that it's almost a challenge to allow myself to get back to who I was. Oh, yes. Right. And who I wanted to be and and why I wanted to be those things and and not let all the voices that stop me from being that person tell me not to go back there.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. Like it's it's I don't know, like it just. I think we don't give ourselves enough permission to just like feel things. Yes. I think like we just, I, someone recently mentioned to me, cause I was asking about like, um, I don't know, I was going through something and I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be right. If, if this is the right decision or if it's the, if this is not the right path. And it's like this, this, this individual just said like, give yourself permission to get it wrong. Like yes. it's okay to do that. And I, I'm like, it was like a, it was like a light bulb moment. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I guess I could.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, but as you, like, like what you were just saying also sparked something because um, like any kind of healing work or like coming back to yourself, like there is so much pain involved. It is not like fluffy shit. It's like, as soon as you start to uncover things, it just gets deeper. And like any kind of healing work is like, as soon as you start to uncover things, more things will be uncovered. It's not like you, you do healing work and then you're, 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 you know, you're free. you find your true self and your purpose? No, like it takes a lot of time and like, we're constantly evolving. So things continuously change and we learn as, as we're learning, it's like, it's just, it is a total process and journey. It's like not a one and done deal.
1: No, absolutely. And, and I think I love that your friend told you, maybe give yourself permission to be wrong because i felt like my body has shivers right now Uh, and it's 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 nice to hear but it's so hard to implement Mm -hmm. um and understand that you're i mean hearing you say it i was like holy shit like i am allowed to do that but when the moment comes where i'm I'm thinking i want to do something and then uh be completely terrified of failure i'm probably not going to hear that again
0: totally totally it's like it has to be i i actually was like i should probably write this on a sticky note or something and like paste it all around my apartment because yeah. it's such an important reminder it just like as as you said when you felt like you heard you felt shivers like when she said it to me i'm like holy shit like this is such a um this is like such such a lesson and i'm sorry i'm not sure if i'm allowed to swear on this podcast but oh I'm, go
1: ahead yeah yeah
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> I just realized, I'm like, oh God, uh, yes, yeah, so.
1: Oh my God, um, so the other thing that you underlined, you said you are the one who notices these things. So before that, the book says, you are not the pain you feel, nor are you the part that periodically stresses out. None of these disturbances have anything to do with you. Why did you underline that you are the one who notices these things?
0: It's funny, because when I went back, I'm like, I actually asked myself the same question, like, why did I underline this? But the reason I did is because we are the ones that notice, like, how do I explain this in, a, in an easy way? Because this whole book is extremely deep and it, I have to reread things a million times because it's just, it's, it's so, like, profound. But basically, we are, like, we are the ones watching or we should be the ones watching or noticing our feelings or emotions like we aren't our feelings or emotions I don't I don't know how to explain this 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 well but what it means that we're the one noticing what I took away from that is like I am in my body I'm but I'm like noticing so if I'm having like a freak out moment where I'm like say I'm panicking about um, I'm I'm overthinking about like what's an example something I was like just worrying about recently it was like oh does this does this person like me Mm-hmm. I am noticing, I just like, I have to separate myself. And like, I'm noticing that thought, that thought, that, uh, that thought I'm having about, does this person like me? So I think it was like a reminder to be like, I am just noticing these thoughts. I am not the thoughts.
1: Oh my God. That's so, again, so many more shivers just because, um, I love that. I love that so much. And and again, it's so difficult for people to remind themselves of that and I, I love that you pointed out that um, you read the book over and over again because it's almost like every time you read it um, something new pops up because you're learning something new from the book that you've probably read so many times before but well,
0: sorry oh, go okay. ahead yeah no, no no go ahead
1: I was just I was just gonna say it's a little bit harder
0: totally totally and the funny thing with this book Bell is that like um, I've had it for years and even still, so I I found it and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna read it now. I feel like maybe this will resonate more. I started to read the book and I, I couldn't, for some reason I just had, I just kept like falling asleep or I just couldn't get into it. So I actually did this um, silent meditation on Saturday and I wanted to read this book um, as part of my, I had like a uh, an hour to, to read a spiritual or mindful book. So I chose the untethered soul as, as what I wanted to read. And in my meditation, I had this thought about like needing to surrender more and learn how to surrender and let go. And so I... I I picked up The Untethered Soul and I just actually went through the table of contents and I noticed that there was a section on freeing yourself. And that's why that's, that's, I, so I basically just flipped to that part of the book to read it and like, it just resonated so much. So it's like, I don't think, like, I think some books, they are good to read from, Um, from cover to cover but this one I feel is one of those books where you can actually just like poke around through it and like just pick up really good information and that's like those those parts that you read to me were actually parts of that I I just like kind of went to that section and and started
1: to read. That's so cool that's so cool I I believe that um, the universe kind of creates these moments where it it believes that you need that moment in particular right then and there. And it's really cool that you flip to that specific page. And I happen to bring it up now because you resonated with so much at the time.
0: Yes, 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 totally. But I I love what you said about the like books will resonate as certain times because, yeah, like I couldn't get into the book like years ago, but now I'm like, wow, this makes sense. So,
1: yeah. Do you think that um, getting into the book now is like a feeling of your own growth without even you realizing that you've grown so much?
0: It it definitely is. Like, I feel, I don't know about you, but I feel like this year has been, I feel like I've grown the most this year and yeah. it has been just so freaking like painful and uncomfortable and just like shitty, but at the same time, so freeing and also so so beautiful in a way. Um, yeah. but it's, it's, it, I feel like it's, it's like literally just starting. So it definitely, I think it is a testament to the fact that I'm ready now to like read and like be open to learning more about uh, this book is more about like the ego and your consciousness and, and a bit more of like the deeper soul stuff. And I, and I definitely wasn't ready before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I always, um, it's funny. I say it's funny because hindsight being twenty twenty. But I remember hearing um, a guest on a different podcast and he was saying that um, there are certain things in life that you hear when you're younger, that you're just kind of like, oh, well that's like wishy-washy stuff. And you know, it's cliche, no one really knows what that means. And people just say it because they want to sound smarter. But when you get older, I find, like you said, it, it resonated with you more because there was just something about it that made sense to you now. um and i think it's so cool that as we get older we have those moments where i'm like that made more sense to me now than it ever would have been when i was 18. if someone had told me that when i was 18 i wouldn't even probably have listened because i'm like well i'm 18 i'm invincible i don't need this kind of shit." and then now right like now it's like holy like why didn't anyone tell me when i was younger
0: oh my god yes like literally the amount of things i can like that i would love to redo like for instance when i went to school like my in university my major was philosophy and i hated it at the time i was like so like i couldn't absorb anything right and and now like I'm obsessed with like understanding things and like I love listening to like lectures of more modern like more modern philosophers but like I love philosophy like I love understanding connection I love understanding things more deeper so I'm like oh my god I would love to redo like that part of my schooling again because I feel like I would take away so much more now
1: yeah no agreed agreed I also took philosophy in university and I am pretty sure I yeah yeah i it's it's funny because in high school i was convinced that uh, like i had some challenges in high school like mentally um so in university i was convinced i need to learn more about myself because at the end of the day the only person i can control is myself so i have a degree in psychology um and i learned so much about myself but at the same time was so cool to understand other people and why other people didn't function the way that i function. and i remember taking philosophy because i was like well what was it like for people who thought all these like weird thoughts and and how things worked and why people did certain things and why people didn't do certain things back then and i wanted to understand that but i fell asleep in class a lot (laughs) <laughs> you're
0: not alone You're yeah, you're not alone oh my god that's that's amazing that's did you, but do you think that you did it actually so you said you had challenges in high school and then you took psychology in after after high school and mm-hmm. did you like did it help you then
1: um i think at the time it's that's a really interesting question um at the time i felt like it it helped me to understand a little bit about myself and a little bit about other people but i didn't know how to apply what i learned
0: interesting um, okay
1: until i went into until i started therapy okay yeah it's really interesting that you asked that question because um at the time i was like oh i really like i'm so self-aware and i know all about emotional intelligence and i can apply this to people in my life And I think it came out more like I was trying to be a psychiatrist to the people in my life. Uh, um, okay, As as opposed to being, I don't know, a good listener or someone who genuinely scared. And now being in therapy, I learned very quickly that that's what I was doing. I wasn't emotionally intelligent at all, nor was I self-aware.
0: That's so interesting.
1: I don't regret it at all, but um, I do, I'm finding now that I'm older, i'm very choosy about the people that i surround myself with and then on top of that too i um don't feel bad about the people that i choose to disconnect with and i'm also reconnecting with people that i didn't realize at the time that they were better for me than i thought they were
0: totally it's so it's so interesting you bring that up because i think like people will serve a purpose and then people evolve and change and I, like, at first I, like, admired people who had, you know, groups of friends since they were kids or in, in elementary school, and, like, they're still all tight and stuff, but yeah. I'm, like, I don't see how anyone could be that close, like, throughout their whole lives because people change so much. Yeah. And it's, like, I don't even understand, like, this is, like, tangent, but, but like, people who, you know, like... uh But find like they're they're high school sweethearts and then they get married and then it's like it just fascinates me because I think humans change so much and I think it's a I mean if people are happy I'm sure they can be happy like being in a relationship that long and evolving that much I think it's a testament to their ability to evolve together and grow but it's just it's very it's very interesting to see like people who can be friends for like such a long long time
1: I agree. Agreed. Um, and it, it's it's funny that you, I always, I, I seem to be saying that everything's funny because I'm just like, oh my God, this is such an interesting topic, it's funny. Um, <laughs> but I, I did want to point out again, something, everything that you're saying is is like this conversation I wish I had when I was younger. <laughs> because mm-hmm. growing up, I was like, I was convinced that the friends I had in elementary school to high school And then throughout my life will be the same people. And I outgrew those people and that grew so much. And I thought, I'm never going to find friends that are going to be, you know, the people that I thought knew me so well. And and as I got older, I realized they didn't really know me so well.
0: Totally, totally. And and now in hindsight, it's like, it's funny. What age would you you say you're at where you felt that pain when you're outgrowing these friendships?
1: Um. It def- it started when I was I think university so maybe 18 yeah and yeah, then
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. by the <laughs> by the time that I got to like my early 20s I that's when I started just stop talking to people and I understand that you know ghosting friendships isn't the healthiest way to do things <sighs> um, but at the time I was like my mind was set on you need to cut these people out because it's not serving you anymore yes that's amazing. That's
0: amazing that you had that awareness so early, too.
1: <laughs> I I think at the time, um, I appreciate that you're giving me so much credit for it. But at the time, it was more, I think I was scared of becoming these people. Mm. Like an example, an easy example would have been that I, you know, I, growing up, I had a very close group of um, friends and at the time I thought everything that we had in common made sense. So mm-hmm. we would gossip about other people, we would talk about other people's lives and that was what we had in common. And as we grew older, every time they brought someone up in any like in any moment that we spent together, I would stop listening. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask any more questions. I didn't want to engage with them anymore and to them, they thought that I didn't care anymore about the friendship. And for me, I just didn't wanna talk about other people. Yes. So, it, like you said, like I said, um, it, it hurt knowing that I outgrew people because of certain traits that I no longer wanted to be, I guess, like, acquainted with yes I, Yes. Yes. now that i'm older it's kind of nice that i outgrew that i i don't want to be 30 and be talking about people behind their backs and thinking this is healthy
0: totally 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 it's yeah it it's 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 so it's like taking a weight off your shoulders when you yes. can distance yourself from certain people who are just like just toxic
1: yes absolutely and and it's it hasn't gotten any easier <laughs> to be perfectly honest. It's, well, no. it's still a, it's a process of learning that this these people in your life can be toxic. And I think almost now that I'm older, it's harder for me to admit that part now that I've, I've gotten to a point where I can let people go. But if it's, yes. if it's a closer relationship, I've found that it's so, fucking difficult for me to admit that, like, someone in my family or someone that is really close to me as a friend or even as like an old significant other is toxic. Because now I'm thinking, but why would I be in this relationship for so long, or why would I allow them to be in my life for so long when I've already learned how to do that, like how to let go of people? Mm-hmm. Um, so I am now doubting myself about the amount of toxicity that they or the negative energy that they bring. And and then I, it's like this awful cluster circle fuck that I'm just, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you start to doubt yourself for doubting yourself. And it's just this awful feeling. But you're like, like you said, in the very beginning, we're learning how to get back to ourselves. And that amount of growth, it, it's painful.
0: Oh yeah. Like it is. And, it, and the other thing is like, there are so many factors to that too. So like, i think it's just it's so it's so personal because like even i mean there's so many things that can affect that process of getting, even get, like coming back to yourself in terms of like someone's upbringing like you know um even like religious religious factors like yeah like parental fact like just there's so much like family dynamics like i, I it's just there's there's so much like at least for me growing up in a um like i was raised like roman catholic and so that was a big like religion was a big thing and like and my parents were they are born in italy so like italian and so like there's like there were so many factors that were extremely like um they i would i would say like controlling in a way right. um and also just uh i don't know there's like a lot of there's a lot of shame i feel in religion too um and it's like uncovering all those things now it's like i'm i'm 33 and i'm literally just starting to um uncover and like peel back those layers so like when you say it's painful yeah it's like hella painful and it's like it's only just starting so yeah. <laughs> interesting times ahead
1: <laughs> um i think it's 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 very very um what is the word it's very uh, I can't think of the word now that I'm, I'm listening to you so intently because everything you're saying, I'm just like, I want to soak it all up. Um, I also grew up Roman Catholic. Okay. And, and you mentioning shame and just the fact that the, the amount of factors in her life just keep unpeeling themselves. How do yes. you overcome that feeling? Because it's, it, it's not going to stop. I'm assuming but those like just knowing that there's so many other factors in your life that will continue to peel and the amount of shame that come with a lot of those factors because you don't want to talk about it nor do you even want to think about it how do you overcome that
0: so i wouldn't even like use the word overcome i would say it's more of like um learning how to manage it because i don't think like everything can be overcome in a way I think like sometimes you have to learn how to just like live with things like for instance like it I suffered like pretty bad anxiety four to five years ago and before like my mindset was like how do I overcome this um but really like we find ways instead to manage I think things and so um and kind of like shifting our mindset like for instance I now instead of saying like anxiety you know debilitated me in certain ways I now say like anxiety freed me and also it gave it helped me understand what I need and made me more aware of like the things that trigger me and it's helped me understand myself better so Mm. I think like um when you say like how do I overcome I think like so how do I manage these things it's like I I'm a huge advocate of therapy like i i've been in therapy for like on and off for like five years i see a therapist now so that is obviously hugely helpful when it comes to you know getting me out of my own head and also like learning how to be a bit more um aware just have like someone that's a neutral party to kind of check me at times so i would say like obviously therapy can be expensive but um And we're in a really weird time luckily like there's there's this um, resource called affordable therapy toronto which uh is an amazing resource if if someone is um not financially able to afford full therapy so i think yeah i think there are like different resources to help manage um kind of these these times and also like i think honoring it is a big part of it too is like um just I think we need to like just honor the fact that we go through things and like, it's okay. Like just know that it's okay to like feel pain. It's okay to feel being shitty. I think so much pressure is put on like, we need to feel happy and we need to feel good and light and love all this like toxic positivity shit. But it's like, no, like we need to feel pain. Like we need to like it i was i don't know like i i'm really into this philosopher named alan watts and um something he said was around like when we are confused it's because we don't allow ourselves to feel things to its extreme like we don't allow our feelings to like move through fully and it just made so much sense because like i think so many times we're told like oh don't feel sad like just just You know like we like numb things like we use like things like alcohol we use like these things to like numb our pain but it's like i think we would just eliminate so much confusion in our lives if we just like allowed ourselves to like feel our emotions like fully like fully through
1: yeah no i completely agree and that's really i love that you brought that up that you know we <laughs> were confused most of the time because we don't allow ourselves to feel things mm-hmm. and i relate to that so much because i am confused a lot of the time and i don't understand why i'm feeling certain things mm-hmm. instead of listening to that emotion i'm just like well i don't like it so i'm going to do something to make it feel better
0: Hmm. yeah we turn to ways like i think then we start to like self-sabotage or like we turn yes. to like things like procrastination because we don't want to deal with it or we like distract ourselves with like social media or something so that yep. we don't have to deal with it yeah
1: I I very much I wanted to point out though that I very much appreciate that you um said you know maybe don't use the word overcome but instead use the word manage and then you um proceeded to say that you kind of you used anxiety as opposed to being something debilitating something that you uh recognized that allowed you to be more intuitive and allowed you to be more um, aware of like your surroundings and the people around you. And I think that's one of the things that I'm learning in therapy right now is that a lot of the mental challenges that people have, instead of putting a negative stigma on it, it is more powerful to see it as a, well, like a superpower. Yes, Um, And, um, it's so cool that you, you said that because it, it triggered me to remember that's the thing, because I still tell myself, every day that you know my anxiety keeps me in bed and it sucks and I I become like less productive as opposed to when I'm feeling anxious around certain people because their energy isn't something that vibes with mine instead of thinking well I'm just anxious and this isn't you know I'm not being social or I should be more social I probably have a really good reason for not wanting to be around certain people
0: totally totally I think like so many of our, um, anxieties would like make more sense if we just like look to them as, 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 as you said, like as parts of our intuition, like telling us something like listening to our body to be like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Maybe I'm around people I shouldn't be around. Or maybe like, I think also I, I, I listened to, I can't remember where it was, but I think, um, I learned that like anxiety often comes from a feeling of not being safe. So it's like, what do you need to feel safe in this moment? Yeah. Yes. That helped me like also like reframe a lot of um, times where I'm feeling anxious. I'm like, okay, so what do I need to feel safe right now? And then like, hopefully being able to implement those things to, to help.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I, again, am completely falling in love with all of like everything that you're saying um because using the word safe triggered so much in me um because like anxiety is that feeling it's it's feeling like there's something around you or there's something in your space that's taking away that feeling of safety yes Um, and i was wondering how you because at least for me, it's really difficult for me to come back inside of myself when I feel unsafe. My instinct is always to either leave the situation or Mm -hmm. to stop talking to people, which isn't exactly the healthiest way to deal with it. Or or like you said, distract myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was wondering, is there anything that you do to help yourself like feel safe within yourself?
0: For sure. So I would say, um, I like to activate my senses. Um, so that could be things like, so, so basically I actually had experienced a lot of performance anxiety when I was DJing more, more recently in the last like year, year and a half. Okay. So like the bigger events that I would play where there was like, like 500 to like a thousand people there and I'm on this like stage and I'm like, I just, I don't know. I just would get these anxiety, these pangs of anxiety where I don't, I don't know what it is, but anyway. Um, so for me, what I like to do is um, make sure I have water. Water is like, it's like like, literally like a safety blanket for me. Um, so having water and then I started to bring with me um, essential oils, like a little packet of like lavender seed or, something that I can sniff to kind of bring myself back into my body. Um, or even like having a, like if you're at home and you're having like an anxiety um, attack or, or something like just bringing yourself back to your senses by like, I find like washing my hands or like putting my hands in cold, cold water. So these are all though, I think more external things, but when you're saying coming back into your body, I would say, obviously, I would say breathing is, very important um Mm -hmm. i think like the longer breaths like and also like if you breathe in and then you hold it at the top for about three seconds and then release but also like imagine you're releasing your breath like fully like like right to like the last like like the lead like like basically breathe out as much as you possibly can Mm -hmm. i think those extremes of breathing really help too um if you don't have the access to like like lavender or um water or something
1: right i think that's really nice though because it's something that everyone can do um anywhere yes and and it's 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 such a simple thing Like, like anyone drinks water it you know reach for a glass or two and then i think i think one of the the biggest takeaways from that for me too is to pay attention that you're doing it don't just drink water and chug it and then think I feel better now but you know take it nice and slow and and yeah like feel the feeling
0: totally totally and like I like to even like have fun with it and and think about it as like oh this is like my magic potion and like this is what's going to make me feel good now and like this is my safety water (laughs) like this is my this is my this is my potion like this is what's gonna this is this is how i know that i'm okay right now
1: so right. yeah that's really cool i I love that you everything that you um are doing towards your own healing is something that you're i guess like creating the your own nuances to everything and you're not just spewing out like someone told me to do this and so i'm just doing this um you know for you to drink water and say it's a magic potion to make you feel better is is more incentive to drink water when you're feeling anxious and and it also tricks your brain into thinking that um that's an actual thing that you're drinking a potion and it's it's a lot more fun that way
0: totally and i think maybe like just um like there's so many things like there are so many tips and tricks and all this for anxiety and stuff and i think um what you said about like it being nuanced i think is important because not it's not a one-size-fits-all formula for everyone. I think we need to try different things to figure out what works for us. Yeah. And that's why, like, I have a hard time buying into these, like, you know, I don't know, like, these these big motivational speakers who spew out, like, oh, these are the five tricks that are going to change your life. But it's, like, things don't work for everyone. I think everyone is like has to kind of try things out for themselves see what works and then you know go from there so being nuanced is important and and like personalizing things to see what works for you is is super important
1: i agree i agree and and i i I completely agree with the motivational speakers and five steps to anything um and i think that's unfortunately why a lot of people feel like they can't do that for themselves because they think they have, to fi- they have to follow five steps and then the five steps don't work and then they kind of give up on themselves thinking I, either you know I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough to change my life but you are and it's just you know make it take it but make it your own
0: totally totally and it's funny as I'm thinking I'm like oh my god I just that the the TEDx youth talk was about <laughs> like five steps I'm like okay well I'm that stupid motivational speaker. That's like, <laughs> but no, like I, in all seriousness, like I'm I'm speaking more from like, I don't, I don't how to say this in the way like I I don't preach these things in a way that like oh you must follow these five steps to find your passion like it's yeah. not that like these are five things you can do to to maybe help you identify things you want to do in in life but it's um again like there's no one size fits all like and that's very much evident in my in my story and very and i'm very open about that that it's not like i just you know found my passion after one shot like it, it has taken a lot of time to, to get there so
1: yeah no I, yeah. I i completely hear you and and um i'm gonna ask you one more question before we wrap up for uh this first part but sure. um it, <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't i the, the the thing that i noticed about your ted talk was just that, that you weren't preaching to people and and you were just kind of suggesting that this is how I did it and this is that this is how my journey worked itself out. Um, when you were preparing for your TED Talk, mm-hmm. did you kind of, um, at some point, did, were you worried about how people would take it as sort of like a preaching moment? Of course.
0: Of course. Like, I... I really, um, like, I overthink everything. First of all, um, so of course that was a thought. Um, and what though? I think really helped me because I rewrote it like a million times. But what helped me, what helped me get to where I got with it, was um, I I put myself in the shoes of a because of it was it was to a high school, um, so they're high school students. And like, what would I want to know? when I, like, if if I was in that seat, if I was in the seat of a high school student, like, what would I want to know? And like, what did I wish I knew when I was younger? And that really helped me frame it um, to hopefully be useful to these high school kids. Um, But like, yeah, like I definitely was was worried that it would come off as preachy, but that's where I also felt it was important to kind of um, show parts of my journey along the way, to make it a bit more personal and more human i suppose yeah <laughs> and not so like preachy of like these are the five steps you need to find your passion um they're more suggestions i guess
1: yeah no absolutely and it, it did come off that way it was very um it was really nice because you you know would give like step one but this is how um you you gave like a phrase or a term and then you kind of gave like you just said uh, like an experience that you had to make yourself sound a little bit more relatable. Um, and a lot of the, or the five steps that you did, um, I appreciated because it was kind. Of not, I don't want this to sound offensive, but it, it was vague enough mm-hmm. for me to apply what I thought you meant, as opposed to how motivational speakers are always like, this is five steps. This is what I said. Now, this is the process that I want you to follow. Um, and it never really works out that it doesn't work out that way for like 99% of the population, because like you said, it's different for everybody. And until you realize that five steps of anything will never work.
0: Totally, totally. And I think I'm glad it came off that way. First of all, I feel I'm very much relieved. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, like I, I am not, I'm not a huge fan of like, like um i guess like i'm not a huge fan of telling people how to live and which is right. why i i have i do have a slight aversion to a lot of these like um motivational speakers because i feel like they try to tell people how they should be living their life and i think um i, I first of all i was like there's no way in hell if i was in high school i'd want to listen to that yeah. and and b it's like i just again like i think everyone has such different lived experiences and like uh, it's, it's, you kind of have to, you have to obviously be sensitive to that and also just be aware of that. Um, people need to try things out and see what works for them. I'm a big believer of like, just kind of like creating. Um, yeah. You're creating your own destiny, but in a, in a sense that you're creating it, um, you should be creating it in a way that feels good for you. Not, not um, to make it feel like you're doing it to gain the approval of others. It, it, it should be your own journey and you should be curating and creating that journey based on like what feels good for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So before I ask you like 50,000 more questions, I will end it here. Cool. And say thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast for part one so far.
0: Thank you. No, this is fun. I love chatting with you and I love like even hearing your thoughts and perspectives of, of kind of like your own journey. And it's nice to also speak to people who are kind of on similar journeys and also like on journeys to get to know themselves better. I love, I love that. So thank
1: you so much. Yeah, of course. I I think that the the universe decided to have me reach out to you at the right time because everything you're saying now is, I'm just like, Oh my God, I will listen to my own podcast over and over again. (sighs) That's amazing. (laughs) So again, thank you. Thank
0: you so much. Okay. Have a great night. Bye.
1: (laughs)